Welcome to Fast Horses, Slow Whiskey. This is Hunter Rankin, president of Sagamore Racing and Sagamore Farm. Joined again after a week of absence, actually, by Brian Tracy. I apologize to all my fans. Yeah, um, all three of them. Uh, that that lead-in you heard was obviously not uh, horse racing or whiskey related, but more related to our guest. This is big. This is really big. I mean, he's one of my favorite announcers of all time. Amazing. He's the best. He is the best. Cold-blooded. Give it to the big guy. Assassin. <laughs> Onion. And a little kiss. <laughs> I mean, this... I've been watching old clips all morning send it in jerome you see that one when he um when he breaks the backboard i mean it's march it's march it's time to talk like that it is march and uh you know horse racing's kicking up a little bit whiskey's kicking up obviously we are sitting in the sagamore spirit distillery this is exciting yeah this is the first time here uh that we've uh, done the show from here and we're actually here in the uh distillery looking right at the stills how big is this still behind me? This thing is huge. It's 40-something feet? 40 feet. 40 feet. Yeah. 40, Feels like 40-something, though. 40 feet of shiny, pure copper? Absolutely. 12 men over 1,200 hours, handmade, 19 distillation trays. Wow. Yeah. Well, it makes really good Distillery's whiskey. kicking up. Horse racing's kicking up. Basketball's kicking up. And we got a, we got a guest in Bill Raftery. This is big. Big time. And a little kiss, onions. <laughs> I've been saying it all day. Oh, my gosh. People get excited about your brackets. It's, it's getting close. It's that time, and, and we've got a guy who can probably help us uh, get a little inside info. You need people to work around here, and you know this is like, uh, this is like the least productive time for oh my gosh. employees all, absolutely. all year round, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you're, you're needing maximum production. You're not going to get it. No. People no. are too excited about Bill. Raff. No. Coach Raff. No. I mean, you got St. Patty's Day on a Friday. March Madness. I mean, Bill's an Irishman. He celebrates St. Patty's Day. It's a, the perfect storm coming for a lot of PTO. I don't think he knows anything about horse racing. No. Or whiskey. Well, he does know about whiskey. Yeah. Tastes great. But he knows about March. He is what the Final Four is now. I mean, he's with Jim Nance, but he's the, he's the main event. He's the energy behind it all. I mean, he is... He makes the games. I mean, they're buzzer beaters as is, and I mean, it's just a great, great time of year. Um, and uh, just, but he makes it so exciting. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I, I can't, I can't wait to talk to him. You know, gosh, we should have him name a horse. Can we can, have him he name? Could do like that. he could do that, right? He deserves. I that. mean, he calls basketballs onions. Uh, well, I think the onions refer to some something else. Oh a, yeah, a, the body part of a male. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. God. Missed that. Takes onions. To, <laughs> takes, takes onions to hit those shots. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Assassin! <laughs> My favorite game of all time. I was actually at the game, so I didn't get to hear the call. But I've, I've, I've seen it over and over and over again because I like to go back and watch my cats. My Kentucky Wildcats beat the heels, which I actually went to University of North Carolina, but... I grew up a huge Cats fan. He did the game. I think it was 1990. I don't know. Probably 99, 2000, right around in there. Tayshawn Prince, he's 6'9", all of 150 pounds soaking wet. But he could play basketball. He played, I think he's still playing in the league. He hit five threes to open the game. 
there's a saw going on in the background. I don't know if people can hear that. But he hit five threes to open the game. Five in a row. Bill's line, epic. And? After the, after the fifth three. Give it to he me. hit it from about half court. What did he say? He's got the puppies set off the bus. <laughs> what does that mean? He's not a prince. He's a king. <laughs> we got to figure out where he comes up with these things. I know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't, I can't wait. Bill, Bill's been, uh, he's, he's a friend. He's a really, really, the nicest guy you will ever meet. I mean, uh, can't wait for you to talk to him. You're, you're going to love him. Where'd you meet him? Uh, playing golf up in, in New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. Great. Is he a good golfer? I don't think he's great. I mean, he can play. Yeah. But yeah. He, he, he enjoys the 19th hole. Okay. Well, we'll get him on shortly. Um, yeah. What else we got going on? We have our naming contest. The final four names are, I think we, we announced them yesterday on social media, and I'm going to have to have your help with, with what these things mean. How was the turnout? Did you guys get a lot? Was this a hard decision? Yeah, it was like 2,500 names. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh it's crazy. God. Just uh, maybe even 3,000. Unbelievable. That's I went a great through, turnout. I went great job, every everybody. single one. You did. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what was your least favorite? Um, I can't really say. I, okay. There are a lot of forgettable ones. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, let's talk about your favorites then. So the final four are, and again, I'm going to need your help on, on definition here, but I'll talk to you after I get through them. But Boulevardier, Chill Haze, Master Distiller, I think I know what that is, Rickhouse. Mm-hmm. Good ones. Help me out. What's a Boulevardier? What's chill haze and what is rickhouse uh boulevardier is a is a classic um cocktail from the 1920s um you ever had one uh oh yeah really absolutely great is it absolutely great just like uh kind of a negroni um swap out the gin for the rye oh cool and we love the rye and so i like negroni yeah yeah all right so uh lose the gin yeah yeah put in the real stuff and uh, you'll have a real cocktail. It's authentic here, here at Sagamore Spirit. Absolutely. I don't know. I hope, they, I hope the, the, the fans can hear the saw in the background. <laughs> you know it's a real place. Uh, <laughs> these guys are working hard at make, making this place happen. So um, we'll have to do a tour. We'll do a walkthrough. Maybe one of these shows we'll just do a yeah, walkthrough. Yeah. Beautiful so, building, by the way. This place is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We're really excited to be here. Um, a lot of hard work to get here. and uh, It's unbelievable. Yeah. We've got tours starting soon. Yeah. Opening up on April 21st that's a real date that is a real date it's official so April 21st 22nd 23rd um tours um lots of fun stuff food trucks lots of um is that that, that's the day that that's there's a party that day yeah absolutely right here lots going on lots of activities um to give a big thanks to the community that's been so supportive too we're gonna um tours are free that weekend and so we'd love to have everybody down and show off our new home. So we're very excited about that. Come one, come all. Yes. It's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so chill haze. Uh, chill haze, though, if you ever take your whiskey and put it in the freezer or drop a cube in it and it starts to look cloudy, um, that is the chill haze. So typically when you uh, chill down your whiskey, um, the ester oils and things like that begin to... Um, kind of form and and make a hazy look to your whiskey i gotta say i like that name yeah it's a good one right it's a cool name yeah it's a really cool one I master one. master distiller obviously but it's it's the guy that 
or woman that makes the whiskey, right? Yeah, that horse is going to have a lot to live up to. So really, yeah, you're running the show. So um, what about Rick House? Rick House is great. Um, obviously, that's where uh, the whiskey is aged, and so the classic. Um, why is it Why is it called a, a Rick House? Because of the because uh, the ricks and you know the the um the racks that they the barrels are, are aged on and so, so why is it not a rack house or is it just is that is that just a that's a good question i i, I can't answer that one for you yeah, yeah but but um, everybody maybe, calls it a rick house yeah maybe rick is the first guy who built it um i really can't answer that okay but well anyway it's exciting you can go on and vote um on facebook twitter instagram at sagamore racing until march 21st that's great. Is when we annou- I think we announced the winner. I think on the show, maybe. We have to do it on the show. Do we do it on the show? We do it on the show. Oh, great. Our people are confirming that we do it on the show. That's great. That'll be exciting. Um, We've got a lot of people in the room today. And then uh, you contact the person, let them know they are the ones. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we bring the horse down to the distillery. They can come meet the horse. What do we do? Well, I think, I think that seems logical. You guys will ride the horse down 83. To the distillery here. Yeah. And then that person gets to ride it around through Baltimore for the day. Totally. Um, that makes a lot of sense. He's, a, he, he's like one of those police horses. Nothing bothers him. Sure. Um, that'll be a wild ride, <laughs> literally. <laughs> now, so. maybe we'll get the person to the distillery for the podcast. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, they get a tour. Yeah, they get, I think they get a lot. To, if the winner gets a lot. They should get a, a lot. It's a big deal. It's not easy naming these things. Not as big as this show, though. No, no. I mean, to be on the show here, uh, you have to be pretty much a superstar. Yep. And uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. Long waiting list. Long waiting list. By the way, the talent parking, I I got here to the distillery today. I had to park out in some gravel lot. I was expecting some valet or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm the real talent. Yeah. Um, No, I I told him. I thought uh, we were going to lock the gate before you got here. But, uh, no, I'm glad you got in. You're lucky to get a spot. It's not easy. It's great. We're in the middle of a city. It's a good point. So it sits right on the water here uh, in Port Covington. It is five acres. Absolutely remarkable. Beautiful, beautiful waterfront yeah. distillery. So um, right off I-95 by the Fort McHenry Bridge. Uh, yesterday was really cool. So out front here, you see the 120-foot water tower. I did see that. They swung that up in the air yesterday. That was a wild to watch happen. And there's actually going to be Sagamore water in that thing. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Water from Sagamore Farm, trucked down 83 and put in a beautiful water tower. You should have seen those guys, though, like 100 feet in the air, sitting out on a cable, waiting for that massive tank to come in over top of them uh, in a crane and sit there and then just kind of put it on its legs. It's crazy. It is. And then there's this guy just hanging out inside the actual, like, tube where the water goes. Yeah. Just in there. There's no just way. there. Yeah, I'm sure he's not making minimum wage. And, like... <laughs> The way they swung that in and just they put it right over top of him. I I never saw him come out. Uh, is, he, is he okay? I assume so. And then they weld it right there. It was amazing. Really I saw cool. a little. I saw a little guy hanging off there welding when I got here. Yeah, I don't know what he was welding. Uh, just, it's gusty. Is it right out here? Yeah, you can see it. Yeah, it looks like they're still working over there. Yeah, there's a little work to be done on it, but it's coming along. Well, anyway, it's it's very exciting. I mean, it is absolutely stunning the 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 whole building. So no, it's great. It's very. I exciting can't imagine time. how much copper is in this building. A uh, fair amount. Yeah, yeah, fair amount. All the ta- all the um, I don't know what they're called. What are all the, what are all the other contraptions that are copper? Uh, the stills. 
Yeah, the stills. Yes. So there's a bunch of those. We like. have a couple stills. So we got our, um, our, our continuous column still. Um, yeah, forty which, foot tall one right thing. here that yeah, you're yeah, looking at, yeah. and then the room next door we have our um, uh, batch system pot still. And so, what does that thing make? So you can do small R and D runs. You can do. Can you make can vodka. Make, you can make vodka. You can make whiskey. You can make um, rum. You can make um, gin. You can make uh, brandy. So there's a lot of little stuff you can do off that. Sounds fun. It does. I'm a vodka man. Oh, God, <laughs> it's awful. I can't believe you just said that. Um, Sagamore vodka, Ugh. onions. It could be done. It could be done. Yeah, little but, onions. Uh, onions in the vodka. <laughs> Assassin. Oh my gosh. Uh, I can't. I can we recover from that? I literally can't wait. All right. For, so for the for this guest. All right. So we're gonna bring him up. What do we know about him? Uh, he's been in the business a while. Played yeah. college hoops. Played college hoops. He's tall. He's tall guy. I imagine he was probably a inside guy yeah uh and then uh, yeah he played college hoops coached at seton hall for i think 11 years okay pj carlissimo i think followed him um and pj did did very well there made the final four um he got into broad broadcasting i think he went to LaSalle maybe for a year after or a year or two after um seton hall and then went into in, in, into um broadcasting mm-hmm. but um he's had a great career he's been with cbs a long time but he's also been with espn he actually worked um on espn with um with sean mcdonough a previous guest of ours mm, yes he was on, great on big i enjoyed Mo- him on big monday and uh so they worked together at espn for a while with jay billis he's been with fox sports now since 2013 or 14 i think um and uh He's doing the Final Four as of two years ago, I think. Uh, when um, Clark Kellogg went to the studio, he went to do the Final Four on, you know, live or whatever. Got it. So it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty exciting guest, Brian. Yeah. Um, let's see here too. His freshman year, he scored as a freshman a record three hundred and seventy points. Wow, pretty impressive. So he's had a good run. Yeah, he's had a good run. Right. Most of it's been behind the. Uh, well, that's where you I mean, might Behind the camera or whatever you call it. Uh, yeah, let's bring him in. Let's get him on the phone. Absolutely. We are joined by Bill Raftery here to join Fast Horses Slow Whiskey. This is a big, big deal for Brian and I, Bill, and we really appreciate you joining the program. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, with your, with your limited life, I can understand anybody might be important, you know? Yeah, well, you know, you... You are uh, the most important guy in broadcasting college basketball, and, and uh, you have been incredibly nice to me over the years, and, and I appreciate you joining us uh, for, the, for this quick 20-minute talk. Good. I'm looking forward to it, guys. Um, so, Bill, you know, you've been around a long time, and I, I, before we get to basketball, I, I know, you know you've done other sports, you've done all kinds of things in your career, but you told me a story not too long ago uh, about a horse racing event you did, maybe up at Saratoga, was it? Well, I did that cigar match race years ago. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Tell, tell us about that. You were, you were the expert. Yeah, can you believe it? And the re- what had happened, <laughs> one of the, uh, I think Gary Smith, I'm not sure who the jockey was, had agreed to be the analyst <laughs> on this show. Yeah. And I was there to, you know, meet and greet the owners, hand out the trophy at the end of it. And all of a sudden, 
there was a disagreement as to the price for the <laughs> analyst, and I ended up being the analyst, knowing all I knew it was how to get to the window and betting correctly. And uh, <laughs> here I am, like determining uh, before the race. You know, <laughs> it was it was a uh, it was just uh, Tom Hammond should have been there, not me, basically. You know. Yeah, <laughs> but he got through it somehow, and I ended up presenting the check, and you know, stepped on my toes a few times, misspeaking, but uh, the, that was a lot of fun, and you know, just to be around that event uh, it was in Arlington, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, and, and we go up to Saratoga a couple times during the summer, but uh, anyhow, it, it was fun to touch the, you know, the winter circle and to, to get into that world that's uh, fascinating to me, at least, you know. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to have to get you up to Saratoga this year. We're going to be up there a lot. So, um, so you you uh, you obviously started your career uh, in broadcasting, you know, a while back. But um, talk about the the thrill of the Final Four and and what that what that you know franchise means obviously to you. I mean, that's the it's the mecca of of college basketball, obviously. So. The, that position that you're you're now in, um, talk about what that means and what that means to you personally. Well, you know, I, I did the radio for some 23 years uh, at the Final Four, but never thinking or coveting uh, the role of, uh, you know, I, I thought Billy Packer would be doing it as long as we both live. And I really, you know, didn't have any, not that I didn't have any interest, I just, did my job, my, mind your own business in our profession. And, uh, you know, some misfortune took place, and all of a sudden I was the last one standing. I always tell people, you know, that's why I don't like to leave the restaurant too early, you know. Something good could happen. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I was the one that was still standing, and, you know, Sean McManus called and said, uh, you know, I, have a, I hired a contract, so... I mean, it would be just another assignment in a sense that I'm responsible for. But as you know, the, the level of the assignment was just the top of the uh, the basketball charts. And uh, what made it really interesting or, or probably an easier transition was Jim Nance in 86. I did his first games with him and uh, did his first studio with him. So that, that was like old friendship renewed. And of course, over the years, we always would see one another whether it's the seminar or the various tournament spots. And then Grant Hill was a kid who, you know, at Duke had covered so many of his games. And then in the pros being with the Nets for those 20 some odd years, uh, you know, would interview him when the Pistons would beat the Nets or the Suns would beat the Nets. We didn't win with a lot of regularity. <laughs> and uh, so that, that made it a real nice comfort zone. But uh, until you get there, you know, you realize this stage, you know, you're, you know, you're in Dallas at this incredible uh, stadium that Jones put together and you are, uh, you know, out there with all these great teams, great kids and great coaches. And, and yet the game is like anything. It's, it's the most essential part of it. So you just got your head into the game and made that as simple as you could, but it was, it was a nice compliment, you know, particularly having done it for so many years since 81, uh, to have it thrown at you was pretty gratifying. We've been doing, um, I mean, just to get fired up for this uh, this little interview, we, we've been doing our best uh, Bill Raftery impressions all, all day here here before, you know, on the lead-in oh. and everything. <laughs> 
Let me hear a couple. I love it. Assassin. <laughs> Give it to the big guy. And a little kiss. Man to man. Uh, you know, when that all, some of those started, I would be in the airport. And somebody would turn to me and go, man to man. And I'm going for this guy. What the hell is wrong with that guy? Uh, so it was things that came out out of habit. Uh, and basically to get out of Sean McDonough's way because if you stepped on his toe, he wouldn't speak to me the rest of the night. <laughs> so really, it was really just to be succinct. And uh, I guess your background pops in, you know, who you hang around with. and uh, I don't premeditate anything. It's just uh, a reaction to a situation. And now having used them so often, I almost feel like I have to, and uh, oh, yeah. you know, some people respect it, or it's part of the uh, the lexicon of, of the trade for me. So, but uh, basically, it was to get out of the way. Uh, everything was <laughs> you know, trying to be quick and uh, make sure McDonough picks up a check once a year. <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates that. I mean, it's interesting. Exactly. So you're saying these things aren't like premeditated. You don't give it a little thought. They they just they just come no. out of the out of left field. And it's the the jersey in you. What is it? Well, I think that's part of it. Uh, Iron Eagle and I did the Nets for about nine years together, and the Nets were playing Orlando, and Kevin Edwards, who's now in the like an assistant in community relations at the Paul. And a great kid. He makes it three to beat Orlando. And I uttered that word, onions. And I had never used it, never never thought of it. But it was an apt description for, you know, a kid reaching back and able to deliver the goods. And that's how that thing started. And then the interesting part about it, I, I used it a few times after that. And ESPN called and said, we don't want you to do that anymore. <laughs> and anyhow, then, then, then two weeks later, I get a call. They say it's okay to use it. And I think what had happened was a bunch of writers started describing a kid's delivery, you know, free throws or big play as onions. And all of a sudden, they figured, well, it might be okay then. So anyhow, it's, it's back in the market, so to speak. <laughs> I, I'll have to be honest, Bill, too. Going into the show, I, I might have misunderstood the onions as well. And uh, I, I probably used it incorrectly, and I apologize. But now i got it straight, and we're going to go forward with it because I think, I think it's got a special term I could throw it at some of the distillers around here in the, the distillery. Oh, all right. Well, you, don't offend, you don't want to offend them. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, sometimes they deliver the goods, you know, and so it's just like exactly. You know? So no, it's well, that's like in any any walk of life, you got to have some onions, you know that. <laughs> Well, oh my lord! That's Bill, brilliant. I'll take you, but you know, we we on the lead into uh, to the show, we we played uh, a couple clips from the Kentucky UNC game uh, out in Vegas this year, um, and I, I had the privilege of being there for that game. I mean, that was a special basketball game. But Yeah, you spent four days there and never went to sleep. I know that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about right. Uh, hope, hope Kevin's listening. Um, so, yeah, no, uh, but talk about that game. That had to be one of the better ones you've seen in a while. Yeah, you know, you left that game saying these two could be national champs. <clears throat> that that, that – uh, that was pretty special. I mean, toe-to-toe and Monk's performance. I had had Josh Hart uh, a couple of days before, 
who put Villanova on his back against Notre Dame, mm-hmm. uh, just willed him to victory. And he certainly didn't have the amount of points uh, that Malik Monk did. But Monk was one of those, we've all heard it, in a zone, uh, you know, you're making every putt. Uh, you know, they can't get you out in baseball. Uh, like if he touched the ball, something good was going to happen. And it was one of the great performances I I can recall, uh, you know, not, and not being a, uh, not a lot of shots, if you know what I mean, not like a jock. He was, he was just taking good shots, making some tough shots. Uh, and, and as we all know, Carolina gets after you. It's not like you're going to have an easy night scoring. Yeah. So that, that, that was a classic. You know, because Carolina, even now, uh, most people, we had our seminar in New York here for the tournament, and almost invariably, if they were asked, the analysts would say Carolina, they think, could win it all. Mm-hmm. And, of course, everybody knows there's like seven to 12 other teams that have the capabilities, too. But uh, so so that, that was that was a Final Four game, basically. I mean, that's that's what that amounted to. Yeah, if it had been in the tournament, uh, it had been one of the greatest of all time, don't you think? Exactly, exactly. It gets lost in the, you know, the regular season. You know, there's a lot of games, maybe not quite like that, that are wonderful to be a part of. Uh, we had one the other day that, you know, in terms of national notoriety, Purdue and Northwestern, it, you know, wasn't a head turner in terms yeah. of attention, but just for a college atmosphere, it was just as good as it gets. I'm happy for Northwestern this year too. I mean, uh, Under Armour. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's hard to believe, but I mean, you know, they're in a tough conference, so it's just like. But I'm excited for them. What Chris Collins has done for that program, and, and obviously the team does it, uh, but you know, to compete in that league, you know, it's, it's just different for them than it is other people, and uh, it, it, it's, he's almost a year ahead of what they thought. They played a very good Purdue game, toe to toe. Uh, and I just think the size of Purdue, and particularly Vincent Edwards, uh, and yet they were there. You know, they have a shot to tie it at the end of the game. So uh, what they've done and continue to do, and it'll, it'll be fun to see them come tournament time. For sure. Let's go back to your coaching career a little bit, Bill. Um, Why do you want to ruin my day? <laughs> <laughs> did, did, you, I, I, did you love coaching like it seems like you love you know, what you do now? I mean, is it, is it just a passion for basketball or have well, you grown to like the broadcasting just as much as you like the coaching? Well, it was, it's interesting when you, you can't play, you coach, and when you can't coach, you announce or sell sneakers. <laughs> Under Armour wasn't around when I left, so I probably would have been calling you guys. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the coaching was, you know, 16 years of it. Uh, five at a, a, a you know, Fred Dickinson at a lower level division. And then Seton Hall was, you know, I loved every minute of it. And we joined the Big East. And I loved uh, it, particularly if we weren't playing Syracuse, Georgetown, or Connecticut. So that, that that's when all of a sudden we had the same kind of philosophy and finances at Seton Hall. And I had, and I'll, I'll quickly tell you, when I was a senior at LaSalle, Bob Wolf, a legendary announcer, was going to do our CBS NIT first round game. And my our coach said, I want you to show him around, have dinner with him and everything. So when he left the campus, 
He said, when you're finished doing whatever you're going to do, play coach, um, you should get in our business. So that stuck with me. So now the Big East is formed. We're there two years. In the fall of that year, we've got a pretty nice team coming back. And, uh, you know, we're just still limited in everything, facilities, support, philosophy, finances, whatever you want. And uh, Gavitt calls on October 28th, Dave, the commissioner, who was doing the color analyst work, said, if you want this, if you want to do this, you've got two days. And I, and I, I left knowing uh, I loved what I was doing, but I knew playing Syracuse twice, Georgetown twice, St. John's twice, we might beat them at home, but until we really could attract kids with better of everything. And then PJ got the job, and he suffered for a couple of years with the same difficulty. And then Gavitt suggested that they better change or else, and he ends up in the Final Four in 89. So, uh, you know, PJ got the thing rocking and rolling. But in the meantime, I got into this. The first year I had withdrawal, and then the second year I said, geez, I, I really enjoy this because you're part of it, and yet, you know, the game is over. You don't have the responsibility of a Calipari or Patino or somebody, you know, trying to get your kids back up and get yeah. them to play. So anyhow, it, it's just been a, a great run for me. So I never felt after that first year the pangs of, uh, you know, going back. And I, and I also going into all these gyms realized, you know what, I wasn't that good a coach after I watched these guys, you know. I, I thought I was good, uh, but there's so many good people and the profession had grown uh, that it's it's far more sophisticated than it was in the 70s. Yeah. What 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 about the the way the game has changed, you know, from the time that you were obviously coaching until now, but with the one and done era now with, you know, Calipari kind of started that my Kentucky Wildcats. Uh and then, you know, Shashevsky has done has kind of adopted it as well, but is that do you is good for the game, bad for the game? Do you, does it matter? Right. With my career as a coach, it was one and done. You know, that's the the, uh, the opposite of uh, that philosophy. I, I think that's part of it. I also, I, I think the advent of the three-point shot uh, was something that changed, you know, the way they ran a fast break, mm-hmm. uh, the way they recruited wings, uh, you know, the, the way they approached quick hitters. I think that in the, what, 87, when that came in, I think that really... Uh, brought about a lot more big guys able to shoot the ball outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, then the shot clock obviously, you know, spiced it up and, uh, you know, got away from holding the ball for a half hour. Uh, so I think it challenged the lesser teams, no question about it. But I do think the the, the ratings this year, um, they were telling us the other day, just not that they were off the roof, but they keep growing. And I think it's because of the way the game is being played. Mm -hmm. But the recruiting end of it uh, is, you know, it's the lifeblood of the business. And, you know, it's just the one and done has helped other teams do well uh, by that. They've got kids three, four years, sometimes a fifth year at their school, say Wichita State. Right. And they're they're playing Kentucky with four freshmen uh, who are really talented. But it's different. 
you know, you're playing an old hand, the guy who transferred from another program because you couldn't play at Kentucky or Duke or wherever. So I think a lot of things have changed, and in some cases for the better, and, and obviously there's some shortcomings too. And, and in fairness to the one-and-done people, if you're recruiting a great player, are you going to turn him down because you know he's only going to stay for a year? Right. I mean, stuff happens. You know, Briscoe wasn't ready. He's there still. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. So I, I think it's it, it's a shot at different programs that, you know, the naysayers are accusing them of, you know, just doing things that are unfair or and not the way it should be. Well, uh, every coach you ask, uh, would you take a kid knowing that he might leave? And they all say, well, you know what? If he wants to come to our place, we're going to recruit him. Bill, as, as we uh, I've taken a lot of your time and, and like I love the stories, we could, I could, I've got so many more questions to keep going here. I'm going to throw one more probably, and this is the worst thing anybody could throw at you. With the tournament not far off, March is one of the greatest months, St. Patrick's Day on a Friday this year, you name it. You'll be enjoying St. Patrick's Day, will you not? <laughs> well, <laughs> let me say this. New Year's and St. Patrick's Day – are for amateurs. And, uh, <laughs> That's great. When you when you when you you raise your level of play during the course of the entire year, <laughs> those two days don't have the impact uh, quite. That's great. But uh, I'm sure we'll be I'm sure we'll be drinking some green tea someplace. You know. Yeah, sure. But, Absolutely. Uh, it, it'll be fun. But I'm mean, it's so nice of you guys to call and get get me involved in this and i hope it goes well for you i appreciate it what, what do you, what one do you more th- question i got yeah, some though yeah, like for ahead. the tournament sure. coming up like what do we expect this year are the number one seeds really going to be where it's at you expecting anything unusual i know it's basketball anything can happen but like uh what do you right now i know well, it's not set the teams aren't all in there but what what's your take on it today well i'll do it quickly uh, i've been pretty much across the country uh in terms of games i haven't i've seen oregon but i haven't done them uh, I've seen Gonzaga, but I haven't done them. But uh, I had UCLA early. Uh, I thought they were absolutely ready. You know, I saw them at Kentucky. You saw them out the coast. Then I saw Arizona whip that. Then I saw Oregon whip Arizona. Uh, then we had Kansas, and I, I'm, I'm really impressed with their perimeter play. And then you come to Kentucky, Louisville, and then you go down south a little bit more with Carolina and Duke. And no one ever talks about Villanova, and no one ever talks about Gonzaga because they think it's, you know, a trumped-up league. They they don't have the competition. So my answer to you, and I didn't even mention Purdue the other day, who we had, who's got the capabilities too. There are so many teams capable. I think the number one seed will be because you know you had a strong schedule and you survived somewhat in your conference, but it doesn't give you the right to the championship. So that's what I think, you know, the second week of the tournament, the first week in some cases, you're going to see you're going to scratch your head. The second week, uh, watch out, because it's an even floor. I mean, I I just can't, I'm not convinced anybody uh, can get in there and run run the table. It's just, uh, it's it's going to be difficult because the competition is such, uh, you know, that it's an even game, I think, Number one seeds get the benefit of being near home and, uh, you know, somewhat an easier road to the Final Four, but not necessarily a given. Yeah. No, that's good. It's exciting times ahead. Um, we know you're going to be a busy man, so uh, uh, safe travels out there. And, uh, I, don't, I mean, boy, thank you. Yeah. Hey, Bill, thank you oh, so gosh, much, man. 
Look forward to seeing you along the way, guys. Have a nice St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Wow. Unbelievable. Legend. What a cool guy. Yeah. You could just keep asking question after question after question. I know. You he's know. got to do games tonight. He's dead. He's up there at the Big East Tournament. Yeah. It's crazy. I didn't even ask him how does he prep for the games. You could go on and on, right? He's, he's famous for... Uh, for his prep. I mean, he, he spends a lot of time at practice. He spends a lot of time, you know, with the coaches. and You can see that. I mean, he's very good at what he does, um, and he's passionate about it, obviously. <laughs> and so, uh, but, I mean, he's just legendary. I mean, he, like, you, these games are exciting as is, but when you get that extra kind of um, – He's not a prince. He's a king. <laughs> yes, exactly. When you get that extra flair from the side, uh, it's a, it's, it makes it even better. I mean, I remember – Oh my gosh, a buddy of mine, Mike Wallace, used to live with, a huge Eucla fan. And he just, I mean, he used to just love the games when he was. Oh, he was, yeah. When you a, see Raph on the yeah, sidelines like and you're a fan of the so game. Pumped up. He's yeah. And he's one of the guys, too, you can, watch the, you can watch the game. And if you're not a fan of either team, you, wanna, you still want to watch, especially if it's a good game. 100%. Because in the last four minutes, if it's a good game, <laughs> you, get some, you get some gold. It's unreal. All right, Hunter. So it was a good show. Uh, what do we got? Uh, are you uh, are you out of ammo yet? You keep bringing great people to the table. The uh, list goes on. It's amazing. Marching on. That's great. That's great. Still waiting on your your contribution to this podcast. I will podcast. bring nothing to the table. Yeah, I just want to yeah. let you know that. I, I got to tell you, Brian's got a name tag on. It says Brian. Yep. Spell correctly, not brain. So you never know. You never know. So yeah, used to work in a restaurant crab house where uh there was a guy i worked with named brian as well and the owner didn't know how to spell brian he always spelled it brain so we were just called brain so um but seriously he was successful so you never know yeah it's great it's a great um, story all right well i think that's all we got for today but uh get online uh facebook twitter instagram at sagamore racing uh at sagamore spirit if you want to vote for the naming contest yeah, run down those names again. Horse, yeah. It's Boulevardier, Chill Haze, Master Distiller, and Rick House. What's your vote? Uh, man, I might go Chill Haze. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of like Master Distiller. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Better be. Do you guys also, know who? I also who? like Rick House, though. I, I, like, I like them all. Okay. I, I, I probably need to look at the horse. Ride the horse once. He's Can a I chestnut. Get a feel for it, you know. He's a chestnut. All right. Um, I don't know if that tells you anything. Maybe Rick House. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Absolutely. That makes All sense. All right. Well, we look forward to announcing that and um, having the winner uh, ride the horse around the distillery. Yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. And so, um, anything else? Bring him, bring him down here. Saddle him up. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought they'd do bareback. But sure. I mean, they deserve a saddle, I guess. You know? It's a budget deal down here. Yeah. <laughs> Workers' right. comp. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure they've got their, all the right tools. <laughs> so. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We, uh, we, and thanks again to Bill Raftery. That yeah, was, that thank was you very much. Come on. So we will, uh, we will see you guys soon. Yeah, enjoyed it. Savor responsibly. Mm-hmm.